It's a me, Tamio. Hello. Um, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, I am how you say stupid and uh, incorrectly counted uh, about when Amy was going to be out of town and uh, when we were going to record episodes, yada, yada, how dare she. Um, Anyway, so my punishment is that I'm coming here today to bring you a very special episode. Yes, once again, I am speaking into the void that is my own uh, recorder uh, with nothing but a bottle of Nalgene water because it's the middle of the day to comfort me. Uh, So I thought for today what I would do is um, first I wanted to share a very cute news story that came across uh, me old desk here. Uh, I just thought it was cute and I thought you would enjoy it. Okay, here we go. Um, This is uh, ABC News in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And the title of the article is Who You Gonna Call? Lancaster Group Busts Ghosts to Care for Animals. Right? How was I not going to read this to you? Um, So it's by Avery Van Etten, which is a lovely name. Uh, Okay, here we go. If you want to help some pets in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? The Lancaster, Pennsylvania Ghostbusters. The charity group dresses up as Ghostbusters and raises money to purchase food and health care for pets in needs. James Cosentino, Cosentino, sure, founder and president of Lancaster, Pennsylvania Ghostbusters, and James Pinto, team captain for the group, said they've seen the Ghostbuster films a few times, but their tone implied it might be more like a few hundred. Love that implication. Quote, the cool thing about the Ghostbusters franchise is when you watch the movies, you see that these guys, aside from being college professors, they're pretty much just ordinary guys, Pinto said. Anybody can be a Ghostbuster. The Lancaster Ghostbusters is one of hundreds of Ghostbusters groups uh, around the world, most of which are involved in some kind of charity work, explained Cosentino. The Lancaster group is officially recognized by Sony Pictures. Oh, and it focuses on pet care. Quote, I have an affinity for animals, and I loathe seeing animals suffer, so I wanted to do something that helped animals, Cosentino said. The Ghostbusters currently collect money and donations for the Pet Pantry, which provides pet food and veterinary services for low-income families with animals. The group started with two members in 2016, and now it includes 15 people. They attend events to pose for photos, sell stickers and patches, interact with the community, and raise money to help pets in Lancaster County. And then there's some info about some events that they're doing. It's just, come on. Folks dressing up as Ghostbusters to raise money for animals. Like, I was being targeted by this article, and and I'm not mad about it. Um, Okay, uh, next to the uh, final thing of our very short, very special episode. Um... (laughs) Good friend of the podcast and my personal self, Lale, uh, sent an email to us at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. And uh, uh, she recently went to the Normandy Inn in Galveston, Texas. And I decided, what the hell? I'm just going to read this whole email, um, which she did say is long. Uh, 
full disclosure, I have not yet read the email because I wanted to scare myself. Um, and so sorry if I fumble over words like I'm doing right now whilst not reading. Okay, here we go. Normandy in bed and breakfast. It's a very long email, so I don't know if y'all want to abbreviate it or if you've already done it or if it even fits in your wheelhouse of hauntings. I just had to write this down. It's unbelievable. Lale, never second guess yourself. Thank you for creating content for my podcast. Uh, we reserved a spot with the historic Galveston ghost tour. That's in Texas for everyone except Tammy. <laughs> Thank you, Lale. Uh, uh, we just got back from the island today, what we are calling it, so that we can mask the shame of Texas beaches and try to sound more posh. Lolly, quit making me piss myself. Uh, and I can't stop thinking about this fucking house. The historic Galveston ghost tour is the shit if you want to take an official ghost tour and not just a self-guided one. We got there a little early for our 10.30 p.m. walkabout. Mm, that's too late, Lolly. And realized we were the first two on the scene other than our tour guide. I feel like calling him a tour guide isn't dignified enough for the majestic creature that emerged from, <laughs> from his beige where it wasn't crushed early 2000s generic SUV. He promptly bundled up his long wavy mohawk into a neon green scrunchie and quickly whipped out his headset mic and holster speaker. Kevin and I happily accepted his offer of bug spray. <laughs> Our spirit guide ceremoniously stepped on the sidewalk next to the library parking lot. I was giddy with excitement. Did we just score a private tour of ghostly historic Galveston? The... Lolly. The Baphomet-clad tour guide cleared his throat and introduced himself as, I shit you not, Johnny Zombie. I think I was too excited because I watched the color drain from Kevin's face when I glanced over at him. Fuck it. I am all in. I giggled with delight. <laughs> Small talk about how we're the only ones on the tour tonight and our almost too natural conversation about ghosts preceded talks about the indigenous people of Galveston Island and how Whitey ruined everything. Yes, girl. Amen. It is. That is the <laughs> overarching theme of our, our podcast. Uh, we ambled around some old homes with some tragic stories and came up to one haunted looking motherfucker. It's obviously haunted. Like Tim Burton would tell this house to tone it down a bit. <laughs> the first owners built it in 1912, post 1900 hurricane, in order to make a boarding house, which was really popular at the time. Because if there's one thing Texas liked to do in the early 1900s, it was support its local sex workers. <laughs> Almost every historical home was once a bordello, FYI. People really liked to fuck back then. I know what happened, Lolly. Um, okay, well, before the 20-room, quote, boarding house began creating new STDs, Mr. Bordello Guy and his family occupied it. That's a really great name. Um, less than a month into their residence, his young son threw himself from the third story window and survived. When asked why, he says something about voices in his head. Oh, shit. So Mr. Bordello guy nopes his family right out of there and moves to Virginia or some shit. I mean, yeah, that's where I would go. Um, since then, it remained mostly unoccupied, except for the casual witch gatherings. <laughs> Naturally. Um, Ho-hum occultist rituals. 
regular hookers, and alleged human sacrifice. Ooh. In 2005, when some random dude bought the Normandy and lived there by himself until he died in 2000, I don't remember, my favorite year, it wasn't a suspicious, oh my God, ghost's death. Spoopy guy who's <laughs> just old or something. Nobody knows his name and his gravestone intentionally withholds his name. Mm, hey, that's suspicious. Okay. Spoopy guy was apparently really nice and fixed it up from the hurricane damage and upgraded the electric and plumbing. He would chuckle about the haunted house accusations, let people explore the house, and just be an all-around cool guy who was impervious to the ominous cloud that surrounds his place. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe it's because Spoopy guy is known as the guy who introduced Satanism to the island. Oh my God, Lolly, the turn this took. Okay, apparently the 2000s were really weird. Honey, you knew this. We knew each other then. It was very weird time. Uh, we had Satanism and Scientology resurgences, and we were introduced to the Kardashians. I blame 9-11. <laughs> Amen. This is the time when the alleged human sacrifices occurred. Galveston Island residents think this occurred because of the 11 reported missing persons that supposedly entered the Normandy Inn's doors. Yes, 11 missing persons. Less than 20 years ago. Nobody is allowed in the building because it's technically an active crime scene since these missing persons cases, statutes of limitations were lined up end to end. It will lift in 2029. I'm shook. Okay, I'm shook too. What the Fuck, this is like some Robert Durst shit. Like fucking Galveston missing persons. Anyway, okay, okay, sorry. Hold on, back to the email. <sighs> Bummer, we couldn't enter the house, which funnily enough, Johnny Zombie joked about how we were going to go in. Usually, he says, people are too scared to go in, so he doesn't have to worry about them calling his bluff. Johnny Zombie met Lale that night, <laughs> and this crazy bitch was in a skirt and willing to crawl under the house to get to the Normandy Inn. I was disappointed several hours later when Kevin explained to me that Jay-Z was joking and <laughs> Jay-Z, that's Johnny Zombie. Oh, God. And didn't just forget to take us to the haunted portal to hell. I will almost always call someone's bluff. I am also gullible as all hell. Ooh, yes, that's that's the same. So that's the Normandy Inn. Or is it? We continue around to the other side of the block where we see this big ass house that some old rich white guy built because he was the treasurer of Galveston Island when it was founded. This old white fucker had stupid money that he probably didn't deserve and he was disgusting with it. Sorry, I've recently been educating myself in American history and it sure does create a whole ass mood. Mm, amen. He had so much money that this motherfucker bought an Egyptian mummy. Oh my God, Lale. Oh God, I can't believe I've only got water right now. Apparently, we were all morons at the turn of the century, and people used to grind up mummies to snort or make an elixir of life or some dumb shit. I guess that's what you do when you just want to live past 40. <laughs> Mr. Rich Old Fuck, mm, a lot of good names in this one, bought this mummy, put it on display for shindigs, party monster, ha ha ha, and snorted mummy dick dust for longer than is probably socially acceptable, even for the times. Also, preserved mummies don't seem to do too well in the moist anus that is Galveston Island. <laughs> Ooh, okay, deep breath. Poor mummy bro started melting and stinking. 
So Mrs. Rich Old Fuck and their daughter, Lil Rich Old Fuck, moved into the mansion Mr. Rich Old Fuck built next door. Yep, that asshole had two mansions. And eventually, or he eventually got sick of being alone in his castle of a doghouse and unceremoniously, quote, lost the disfigured and gooey mummy. The rich old fucks reunited and all eventually died naturally, at least in some non-memorable way, except the daughter. Lil rich old fuck eventually moved to the second mansion by herself and just partied, fucked, and drank until she died a badass bachelorette. Ooh, also notoriously badass rich Betty Brown lived across the street and she was a whole ass mood. Ah, to be a fly on the fucking wall during that time. So, what does this have to do with our beloved Normandy Inn, a.k.a. the Galveston Portal to Hell, a.k.a. the Hell's Hole Hell Hole? Ooh, I cannot believe I said that all. Well, there was one vacant area on Mr. Richard Fuck's land. Island residents believed that he tossed the sticky Egyptian under the construction site for the exciting new boarding house being built on the vacant plot of land in 1912 where a young bordello guy threw himself from the third story window. Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. And that's how the legend of one of the most cursed slash haunted buildings in the U.S. was birthed. I love this house, and I kind of low-key love Galveston. Oh, that's nice. There's something about the mood there. It's pretty understandably depressed island with a ton of tragic history. Yeah, I remember loving Galveston when I was down there, too. I got to go back there. Uh, I think you can camp on the beach down there. It's kind of cool. Uh, mostly, I learned that the only way to leave this stupid state is to jump from a third-story window of a bordello built on a pillaged land containing the thousand-year-old defiled mummy remains and mass grave from a deadly-as-fuck hurricane only a decade ago. Oh, yeah. That whole area of historical Galveston Island is known as, quote, the Boneyard. Just another reason the whole fucking island is haunted. They ran out of places to bury the thousands of dead from the 1900s hurricane that they just buried bodies under the new elevation. They lifted the whole fucking island. These are the same bodies that were attached to the roots of uprooted trees blown over by Katrina in 2005. The same year, a mysterious Satanist moved into the Normandy Inn. So yeah, it's all sad and haunted. And what the fuck did I just write? There's no way that's all a real story, right? I tipped Johnny Zombie $20 because I had a fucking blast. 13 out of 10 would recommend. Lale, you're a fucking hero. I adore you. I'm so glad I know you. And I'm so grateful on behalf of the Banjos and Booze listeners that you and Johnny Zombie just went for it. Love you forever. Love all of you guys. Um, and remember, um, if you uh, see a ghost, uh, grind up its dick and snort it. Can't be worse than what they did in Galveston. Okay, I really want Amy to come back. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>